Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Our theme for tonight is going to be coming from John chapter 8, verse 12. And the word says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Now, if you people that came in a little bit, y'all got a gift coming. So come get your gift. All righty then. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get hers. Your mama? Okay. All right. He don't need one. See, I give me you need Miss Nikki. I tell you what, you might just need one. You've just been given a gift. I think I had two people to tell me thank you. <laughs> and, 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 and that's okay but I want us to remember a principle you don't know what you got in the bag you don't know if it's a trick or a prop uh, them last two people who came in was that William come and get you your gift Hopefully this is going to all make sense to you in a little bit. Hopefully anyway. God has given each of us a gift. His light. When he gave us the Holy Spirit, he gave us his light. Therefore, each of us must remember that it's his light and not our own. He's given us light so that we will not Walk in darkness. Now, open your gift bag. And I know you're going to struggle. Just pull it open. Feel down. And pull out whatever's in there. Somebody's already found it. On this side of your gift is a little white button. You may can't see it's white, but turn it on. Push it forward. Somebody got theirs the other way. They ahead of me. All right. Everybody got it on? Now I want you to push it all the way back to the rear. That same button. Now, this light here has a twofold purpose that you can see when you push it forward, push it forward again, 
and that you can be seen, push it back. Hold your lights up now so I can see them. Great, great, great. Now I can see you. Now I want y'all to point y'all light toward me and turn it on so you can see. All right, Jeff and Nikki, y'all can turn the lights back on. I want to talk to you for a minute about power failure. Power failure. When there's a power failure, we experience an environment of darkness just like you guys did. And there can be several reasons for a spiritual power failure. Remember now, you got a light, but that light has come from some type of power. Let's look at a couple of reasons for power failure. Can I get a reader for, for that one, please? When there is a power failure, we experience an environment of darkness. There can be several reasons for spiritual power failures. Burnt out light bulb. Spiritual, spiritual burnt out is not always associated with church work, but many take a break from church, yet they continue their normal routine. Y'all got that? Why is it that every time somebody talking about, I'm getting church burned out. I'm getting spiritual burned out. That the first thing that, that the sacrifice is worship. When they continue to do everything else that they normally do. If they are working, they go to work. If they got other projects, they don't teach them, but they're going to let church go. But yet they're saying they got a spiritual burned out. Just something to think about. Next one. Somebody. Dead battery. Batteries are not a permanent power source. They need to be replaced or recharged. And each one of the units that you got as a gift, I want you to hold it up now. Each one of the units that you got as a gift, there's a power source inside. We call them batteries. How long is this battery going to last? Why do they put dates on these batteries? Because they are not to be a permanent source of, a, of power. They have to be replaced. They have to be or recharged. You know, I've got these new recharged batteries. We just uh, spent, oh, uh, honey, I think, Having $179 for a new thermostat uh, out there in the, the hallway, the controls upstairs. And when I took it to the, to the shop and found out what's wrong with it, the technician down the train says, your battery has corroded. And the asset from the corrosion has got to the circuit board. And destroyed it. If a battery is not replaced or recharged, it becomes corroded. When this happens, it can cause damage to the entire light system. But the greatest reason for power failure 
is becoming disconnected from the power source. This is also true spiritually. When church attendance, personal meditation, and reading the word of God cease, it results in spiritual corrosion. But that being said, we need to remember one important thing for all you that may be feeling guilty because you feel like you had burnout, but you didn't handle it the wrong way. You cannot have a spiritual power failure if you're not a Christian. Another thing, you, you cannot have a spiritual power failure if you ain't working. If you ain't doing nothing in ministry, and you come up and say, I'm burnt out, it ain't because of the church, because you ain't did nothing to get burnt out for. So that ain't your problem. Your problem is elsewhere. Let, let's, let's talk about corrosion. Let's, let's talk about corrosion. Anybody know what ever experienced a corrosion, a battery? How do we remedy that? I heard somebody say the old country remedy. Get, go ahead. Get, get the mic. Be in. My dad, he put Coca-Cola on me. And what did that do? It uh, kills the corrosion. Okay. It neutralized the acid. How can we look at that and relate it to ministry? Anybody? Well, since he brought it up, one of the commercial quotes is the real thing. If you get the real thing in you, then your corrosion cease. But that being said, you still got to connect to the power source. When church attendance, going that again, personal medication, reading the word of God sees, it results in corrosion. And look at the background of our text. Jesus' words uh, that's in John 8, 12 was spoken during the time of a feast called the Feast of the Tabernacle. It was the second greatest feast in the Jewish holiday. Now every night of the festival, with the exception of one day, which was the Sabbath, the worship would gather in anticipation of a special lighting of the ceremony golden candle of the tabernacle. The flame of the fire of the candles reminded the worshipers of God's leading the people of Israel through the wilderness at night by a pillar of fire. I want you to really think about it because we, we have problems with, with our nights really because we got street lights and headlights and all kinds of other things. How many of y'all ever been in an area where there's no lights at all? How bright the moon stars are. I want y'all really to think about the children of Israel. They're out in the desert. It is totally dark. What is the only thing they could see? <laughs> the pillar of fire. Now, if they wanted anything, any sense of direction, 
to, to, to orientate themselves to where they were, what were they looking at? And what was God's commandment to them about the pillar of fire? Oh, okay. They are to move when they see the when the pillar of cloud move and stop when it stops, you know, pillar of cloud or fire. Okay. The light of the lamp also signaled Israel recommitment to God the light and was accompanied by festive music, special singing, and by the way too, this was all done by the men. It was in this context that Jesus' words sounded like it was an outrageous claim. What was that? I am the light of the world. The Pharisees immediately reject that. But Jesus went beyond the normal religious assertion of enlightenment. In other words, he, he's not saying, I got enlightened. He's saying, I am the light. He claimed to be the very illuminated. He can't claim to be the power source. His claim was something that was reserved only for Yahweh, the creator. So you can imagine how upset these people got. Now, if you look in the context of John 8, this is the only thing in verse 12 that connects with anything else. I'm the light of the world. As the light of the world, Jesus becomes the one and only source of illumination of spiritual reality. If you and I believe in him, we see all things as they really are. If you refuse to believe, we are left only with human standards and darkness. The truth is, this world is in darkness, which is a symbol of evil, sin, and ignorance. The light in the Bible is a symbol of God's holiness. And Jesus told his hearers that he was the light of the world. Therefore, without him, there is no deliverance from the blindness of sin and evil and ignorance. See if I can get you guys involved. Why do you think there's so much evil and sin in the world? All you got to do is look at the news and you see stuff going on. Why do you think that's, that's so? Because of the ruler of this world, the prince of darkness. And the Bible says, who has blinded? Who has blinded? He has put a blindfold on humanity. And unfortunately, this evil has creeped over in the church. There's blindness because we are not looking to the light. Remember what we said at the beginning of this when we gave out your gift. It's his light and not yours. Now, if you got this light, Jeff, get in there, turn out the lights again. Now, how many of y'all got y'all Bibles in the pews? Or got something in the pews? That light that I gave you, you can choose to turn it on or you can choose to leave it off. The choice is yours. Now, when we look at this, the scope of things, what we're talking about, let your light shine, 
and we're going to get to, to, to the portion so that they may see your, work, work, your good works and glorify your God in heaven. Whenever there's darkness in a situation, you got a choice. You can turn your light on or you can leave it off. Or you could let your light shine where people can see you. Okay, Jeff, you turn back on. Let's give a scenario. It's October the 31st. It's December the 24th. And the place that you employ decide to have an office party. And they tell you about what's going to go on there. They're going to tell you we're going to have beverages and we're going to be doing wearing certain clothes. What is your response? I mean, I'm just asking. Y'all tell me. What's your response? For the October 31st? Either one of them. Oh. I'm just talking about the office party. Oh, okay. I I just say I don't participate in that. That's what I do. I don't pass out candy. I don't collect candy. I don't do that. And I certainly don't dress up like some witch. (laughs) And then the next response is, you just an old joy killer. Why? See, I have to get spiritual on him. I said, the Lord is my joy and my salvation. Okay. Okay. Karen? Well, I don't attend, but I, I don't see him raising his hand. But somebody else I know, when that happens, when when um, they do stuff like that at, at work on uh, Halloween, they send out an email <laughs> telling them what. To the base commander and everybody. <laughs> well, no, I'm not talking about this one next to me. <laughs> that one over there. About he the, sends the out an email and tell them where Halloween come from. And I, I mean a long, long thing. email explaining it to them. When they tell you to dress up in Santa suits and reindeers. I mean, I mean what, what am I saying? I'm saying that that's a situation of darkness. Do you have the courage enough to let your light shine? In, in, in a loving and Christian way. Or do we just. Look, I want y'all to look at this now. Y'all. Y'all. Y'all, y'all turn it on the side. There's some writing on this thing that I just gave you. What does the writing say, somebody? But you got the lighter, but you won't turn it on. This has nothing to do where burnout bub has nothing to do with corroded battery. It has everything to do with you. Now, I want to know why you wouldn't turn it on. <laughs> Duh, I mean, I'm asking a question. 
<laughs> you know what? I can say something about that. You being late, you miss the light. <laughs> that's that's what we said. <laughs> go ahead, somebody. Who was saying somebody was gonna say something? Pat, go ahead. Before I knew any better, I participated. I went right along with everybody else, thinking it was okay. But when I learned better, I did differently. I separated myself from it, and I did tell them why. That is not of God. I, you know, I've, I've been walking around here telling you I'm a Christian and was doing something that was not lining up with what I thought I believed in. But when I learned better, I did better. But you got the light now. All right, who else came in that didn't get a gift? That's a blessing. Now, some of y'all just thought regular Bible saying didn't come at 7 o'clock. I see that. You got one? Okay. You're a new member, so you guys, excuse. Rest of them down. All right, since we don't want to talk about ourselves, just tell me why you think other people, them other people, not you, not you, Coach, no, that ain't you. Why them other people won't turn on their life? Okay, Miss M. Many people like me before would not turn on the light, perhaps because we were really not ready to commit to Jesus Christ. You wanted to come to church, okay, but you still wanted to party, you wanted to do all these other things. You preach, Maddie. <laughs> so that's why people won't turn on the light. I know that's why I did. Okay. Now, remember, we said that this light has a twofold purpose, right? What's the first purpose? Okay. You're turning the light on so you can see. As our scripture says, so you won't walk in darkness. And then you turn the other on so what? People can see you. It's, it's, it's a sad testimony upon anyone who says they're a believer and people don't know you're a Christian. That's a sad testimony. B, Linda. Go ahead, I'll pass. Okay. Go ahead, Kay. I think, too, like, um, to me, um, you know, I was just thinking, listening to what you were saying and listening to what Ms. Matter was saying. And I think, too, sometimes it's, and it, it shouldn't be like this, <laughs> but it's um, even harder when the, um, the people are closer to you in a relational sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some people at work, I just be like, nah, you don't do this, blah, 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 you know, and it's done, it's over with. But then, like, if it's family or, you know, someone like that that hasn't, that are trying to press you, I think that's when it kind of gets, you know, even harder, I think, you know, to just stand your ground. 
I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm just saying I think sometimes it get harder because you don't want to rock the vote family wise, and then uh, you know you want everything to be go smooth at the family reunion, <laughs> or you don't want Thanksgiving to be awkward, so you um you don't say anything or whatever. But I think sometimes it's it's harder when it when it's closer to you in a relational sense too. That's that's the point. Anybody else? Why, why won't them other people let their light shine? Maybe Those. they don't have one. <laughs> that was the bottom line. Kevin? Hold on. I sort of think you have to grow to that point because uh, initially, even as an adult, you know, I used to dress up uh, for masquerade parties. And I was saying I went, but I still dressed up, you know, put on a doctor's outfit or whatever. But when I grew to the point to know better, during Halloween time, I would turn my light off mm-hmm. to let them know that I was not participating right. or I was not celebrating. But I, I had to grow to that point. Yes. Yes. Growth, growth, growth is always important. But let's, I'll tell you what, let's just move it away from the office party. Let's just move it to everyday life. I think what Kay was talking about, even your home environment. Is it difficult for some of you to let people know that you're a Christian because you fear the ridicule, fear the abuse? Hold on, man. And I think what, what you're saying, Sheila's going to go say that again. I think sometimes we wouldn't let our light shine because we feel like we're going to miss out on some fun. Gathering, you know, with everybody else doing what everybody else doing and, and don't want to be different. Yes. Well, isn't that a sense of worldliness when we talk about fun? Going back to what Deacon Miller is saying about the fact that there's a certain amount of spiritual growth to take place. And we go back to what we said that when we allow church attendance, our own personal meditation, reading the word of God, because see, that's how you're going to grow. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Corrosion become. Corrosion is like a callus. It's a buildup of acid. And the harder it becomes, the harder it is for something to get through it. So as long as we wait, we can't let our light shine. We become insensitive to it. We, 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 are, we are not convicted about our own sins, so how can we be convicted by sins of others? Karen? No, I was just thinking about a wedding I went to just recently of a good friend of mine. I went to her wedding, and I knew they were going to have alcohol, so when it was time for them to serve it, I just said, and I asked the question, was I not witnessing at that point? Because when they asked, who, what would you prefer to drink? And I said, I don't drink. And they said, you don't drink? I said, no, I don't drink. So... I know that even when my husband and I got married, um, we had family members who questioned why we didn't have alcohol, and we didn't. So 
I'm, this is just a question, and I'm just throwing it out there. Even if you do go, can't you, in that environment, be a witness that I don't drink or I leave at a certain time when certain things happen, but I'm supportive of my friend or my family? And in that instance, I have an opportunity to share, well, Karen, why don't you drink? I'm a Christian. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, and, and, and that kind of goes along with something that uh, Ron and Karen were sharing with me and Ann uh, Saturday at an event that we went to because Ron made mention about where we were. Uh, and if, if you go to a wedding and there's alcohol served and all that, where can you go where alcohol is not if you want to go out? One of my favorite places, man, go, we go to Longhorn. Well, they still serve alcohol there. Go to Cheddar, I think they serve alcohol there. So it's not so much what they're doing, it's what you do. Uh, Sister Amber Brown, since I got two of them here tonight. I just want to say um, some people don't like God interfering what they call having a good time. And the fact that they don't believe that the scripture says they will be underneath his judgment. Mm. Uh, and you, when you when you mentioned about about don't believe what the scripture says, the fact is they're in ignorance, and and that, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about shouting in the light because they haven't heard. They haven't heard things like flee fornication and and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. If they don't know that. It, or, or are they less guilty because they don't know? Should they have known being a Christian? The Bible tells us to teach them to observe all things. So if they have the light, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to maybe not today, tomorrow. The light of God is going to shine, going to reveal some things to us. And we should come to a point of conviction. Now, I'm skipping ahead of myself. Who else back there? Somebody else had a mic, B. I think sometimes, <clears throat> even though we we know what's going on, just like this Halloween thing, we'll come up with that uh, uh, harvest night or something. We want to change the name of it and everything. And, uh, then Christmas, you know, uh, we want to put a snowman and want to do all of that. We want to forget about the manger and all that. And we we we. We, we want to be with the in crowd, and that's our biggest problem, in crowd. Just like I tell them on Halloween, no, I'm not going to do it. And just like I had a big thing with LaFred and them, they knew I, w I wouldn't do it. And with the kids that I got now, they were used to doing it. And the first thing that they said, well, why don't you uh, let us go out here and they just give us some candy out of the trunk of the car. I said, no, you ain't going. You just got to be stuffed and let them understand that that's what it is. And people come to your door, you got to say, well, then I, I, can, I don't have no candy to give you, but I can give you Jesus. So you, you just got to, got to be stuffed. Well, and, and I, I've heard the argument, too, about the fact that you can do uh, this, take use this as an opportunity and all that. You don't need to create no opportunities for evangelism. God will create opportunities for you if you really want to evangelize. The point is, most of the time, if we really be honest with ourselves, 
We have the light. We know we have the light. We just turn it off at a certain time, turn it on at a certain time. It's good to turn the light on at Sunday, 830, ain't it? All the way to 1 o'clock, then 1.30, we're going to turn it off. So, so we, we can do that. Let's, let's go. In other words, we're talking about Jesus the light. Apart from Jesus, there's no guidance along the way. Here's the question. Do, do we want to follow the light? See, there's no guidance along the way. There's no knowledge of the real meaning of life. There's no concept of the issues of eternal life. And let me go back to what Sheila Rouse said. And, and Mary, we talking about this thing fun. When we are trying to, we're trying to satisfy a desire within us with some things we call fun, when that ain't what we miss it. We're trying to satisfy a spiritual vacuum with material and physical things. There is no concept or issue of eternal life. But, but the light also has an element of morality. And that is a distinction between good and bad behavior. Jesus is the light. Jesus is going to shine some things. Hold on a minute now. And it is, a mor- it is this moral dimension that Jesus is really affirming and addressing. He not only presents himself to Israel as God, but he claimed also to establish something new. A grace Morality. Following Jesus means we are able to walk in a morality lifestyle that pleases him. So in everything that we do, when we talk about shouting light, the question has to be answered, is God pleased with my decision? Is God pleased with what I am doing? Or the lack thereof? You can apply this to the parties. You can apply this to your lifestyle. Is God pleased with my action? And then we have to get to the point, Amber Brown, is whether I care or not if God is pleased. Because we'll, 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 we'll do stuff to justify. God knows my heart. And Dunbar, I tell you, the heart is desperately wicked. He knows your heart. But all those here is a justification. And it goes back to this thing about trying to fulfill this vacuum in your life with things of this world. Pastor Dave, if I can say this real quick. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. We, it sounds like we keep talking in terms, of, in terms of the light and being different in terms of what we do and don't do. Celebrate and don't celebrate. Drink or don't drink. But I think it would help. Well, it helps me to think in terms of how am I treating people? Because I, I, I think the drinking or not drinking, the Halloween or the not Halloween is important, but probably not as important as how we treat those souls that Christ died for. And, and when you talk about shining that light, I think that is so key, especially the ones who don't seem like they deserve to be treated well, you know. Amen. Amen. Good point. I'm going to come back to that a little later on, Jeff. To follow Jesus means to believe on him. Many people have mistaken the idea that they can live for Jesus without ever being born again. To follow Jesus means to come to him in faith, to repent of our sin, and trust him as Lord and Savior. It means to commit our whole, whole life to him. 
If we do this, we will have guidance in life and a clear direction to reach our destiny. We can continue then to press forward, to press onward, because we have the light that gives us hope beyond the grave. Do you realize your life is going to end? And we, again, I'm going back to this thing about fun. Who, 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 who in here is 90 years old? Nobody yet, right? Anybody 80? A couple of 70s. You're going to die. But eternity is going to last forever. So you want, you want to sit around here and have fun for 20 years. And then in eternity, you better build your hopes on things eternal. I think that's what the song says. But, but we, we, we so helped up. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been young. I got out there and tried to do those things. Tried to dance when I couldn't dance. <laughs> Did the hay with everybody else. But I left just as empty. Had the house, had the car, had the wife, had the women. But I left just as empty. Because I had no sense of direction. Had my eyes on success. Brandon? Um, forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I took it. <laughs> um, I was thinking about when, I, um, when I, I used to go to the club quite often. And when the Lord um, delivered me from that, I remember um, that I felt like I was missing something. So I wouldn't go to the club. But on Sunday evening, I called one of my homeboys and like, hey, man, what, what was the club like? Um, and I did that for about three weeks. And then, you know, the Lord, you know, showed me some things like, you know, that, that, is, that is behind you now. You ain't got to worry about it. You're not missing anything. Right. And I feel like um, some people, they have a problem with, with drugs. They have a problem with, with alcohol. They, they trying to fill a void that only Jesus can fill. And, um, and one thing that I learned that, you know, when you're out um, drinking and clubbing, the enemy don't, don't give you that, that after effect. He don't tell you about the, the throwing up <laughs> yeah. and the, uh, the, the stomach hurt and then the paranoia that you're going to get the DUI. He don't tell you about mm. none of that. He tell you about the fun, the fun, the yeah. fun, but he won't tell you about what's going on. Let's, let, let's, let's kind of shift our focus from those things that we think are obvious sin, the drinking, the party, the sex, the dope. Let's just talk about things because Satan is smarter than that. That takes our attention away from letting our light shine. And we, we ain't there. We're doing a different lesson right now. Following Jesus as light. Because remember, our focus verse says, if you follow him, you won't walk in darkness. See, see, Satan is, is so subtle. There's some other things. There's things like golf, baseball game, television, hobbies. All of these things that may not be sin. But it takes our attention away. Take inventory of yourself every day. What do you do most of the day? Out of the 24 hour, how much of your mind is consumed about things of God? Or is it consumed about other things? Because see, things like my hobbies or fishing or golf can really become distraction because I look at them as within himself. Even the word of God, studying the word of God, has to have a purpose behind it. And getting back to something you were saying, Jeff, 
if I'm trying to get study or to, to get some insight so that I can impress you, I'm not so much concerned about your eternal destination. In that comes messages that tickle ears and not convict. Not correct. So we don't need to focus on that thing. Why don't you let your light shine even in certain places? Let's, let's take the grocery store experience or the mall experience when we are shopping and we are in a situation where we are uncomfortable because the clerk or the people in front of us, the kids running around, we become very impatient. Does our physical demeanor show that we're irritated? <sighs> Can't y'all find another machine to scan with? Oh, here's a good one. Where's the manager? Are we letting our light shine? Or have we kind of got into self? Morgan? I don't know. Uh, go back to that fun thing, uh, Pastor. Out of all the drugs and alcohol and women I've had in my time, I thought was being having fun turned out to be an embarrassment to God, myself, and my family. But I have yet to do anything for God that I had not had fun doing. Wrong. I'm with you. I didn't know what fun was. The entertainment that I got involved, I didn't really know what fun was because to me, the peace that God gave me replaced what I call fun. I got a sense of contentment when I gave my life to the Lord. And you go back to what that thing say, you've got to commit your whole life to it. And then going back to our gift, not only do I let his light shine, I also let mine shine. In other words, I'm going to point out Areas of darkness in my life. But I'm also going to do enough to let other people know that I believe what I teach. Jeff, I don't know what we're going to do within the next 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, Miss Ann? <laughs> I just wanted to go back to the um, studying the word and, and having your meditation time. And I'm reminded uh, when we went to this event on Saturday and you was asking this young lady, she had been cooking this stuff, and you said, how in the world do you do all of this? And she responded that, you know, when I get up in the morning and I pray and have my time uh, with the Lord, she said, everything, my whole day, fall into place. And I think that's the way it is. I know it is with me. If I get up and give God time, he will order my steps. You know, most, and I'm not saying I always walk in this order, but most of the time he will order your steps. If you just give him that time, things will just fall into place. So go back to seek ye first, the kingdom Amen. of God and his Amen. righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you all those things that you planned that day God will make them fall into place Amen let's go back to our focus verse I am the light of the world whosoever follow me shall not walk in darkness 
And that was the one where the Holy Spirit prompted me to give you this. I wasn't going to give you this one. I was going to give you another one. But when Pat showed it to me with Jesus the light, I wanted to give it to you to remind you of that. When we turned the lights out earlier, and you looked in your gift bag and you saw a light, some of you probably struggled because you couldn't find the switch. That was by design. You need light to find the light. You need the light of God's word to find what God wants you to do. And if you don't want to walk in darkness, going back to what you said wrong, because a lot of times, well, no, when I was in the world calling myself having fun and success, I was really walking in darkness. Because I saw Chief Master Sergeant as my goal. And I was going to get there. I had nothing else. I had scriptures on my desk. I went to the chapel every once in a while. But I was really in darkness. I had no clue about life. Because death was not close to me. I didn't think about dying. I really didn't think about death or dying until my father passed. Then the reality kind of hit me. And I prayed a stupid prayer then. When that medic told me he's gone. I said, Lord, if he ain't saved, let me live the rest of his life out. And you judge his eternal destination by me. How stupid was that? (laughs) But that came out of my emotions. But years later when the Lord did Show me something. I read my daddy's diary. My daddy's diary was, 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 was something that was profound. He said, I'm in a lot of pain, but I won't complain because my Lord and Savior didn't complain. That's okay. Daddy say, I ain't. <laughs> daddy say. But, but from that moment on, when I went to that little, I got that letter from man that changed my life, I began to seek light. And I prayed God to show me a way, and he did. It was, a, it was a process. It wasn't an instantaneous thing. It was over a year of me praying and meditating before God revealed some things to me. But what I want you to see is, I thought I was happy, Ronald. I went from one thing to another, but I really thought I was happy because I was basing my life on success. But I wasn't successful in God. I'm reminded, too, of this guy that started the uh, running generation. I don't forget his name now, but he was an avid runner. He was on TV, on all kinds of talk shows. Well, he died of a massive heart attack. Here's a man that's supposed to be in the peak of health. No, it wasn't Jack Lane, but some young guy. Some young guy. That, that, that just blew my world. So, so here are two events in my life that had me to look back at something. But the bottom line is I had no sense of direction and I couldn't find my way. How many of y'all have ever woke up in the dead of the night in your own house, but you really, you, you're so familiar with the house, but you still can't navigate? Can't navigate. 
Don't care how many times you don't walk and been in the house. You walk like this. I got night lights everywhere, y'all. So. And I still sometimes have to feel my way. So let this light remind you of what it says on the Jesus light. And that if you follow him, you won't walk in darkness. Let's see what we're going to talk about Felicia as far as application. Most of us are familiar with the concept of the moth being drawn to the flame. But scientifically, moths are not drawn to flame. They are already by the light of the flame. We'll stop right there and tell you about this. Moth and other insects uses various light sources, mainly the stars, the moon, and the sun, as their compass. When they see other lights that come out, remember, that's unnatural. When we burn candles, we turn on outside street light. It confuses them. Because now they've got so many different light sources, they don't know where to go. So they, they, they aren't back to the one that's the brightest. And if it's a flame, they often get so close to it, they die. But that's not the light source. These little flames have made them draw closer to them when the sun is really their compass. So what am I telling you? See, there's a lot of little things that illuminate in our life that cause us to get closer to them and when we get too close we spiritually die. A compass always points to the north and in doing so it, we can determine what's south, what's west and what's east. In other words, the light of the world, which is Jesus gives us a point of reference for life. It gives us a point of reference for our conduct. It gives us a point of reference for our direction. And if we are not following him, we are lost. If we are in darkness, we are lost. Turn the lights out again. Hold your lights up. Let your light shine. Now, starting tomorrow is walking in the light. It's coming from 1 John 1 and 7. But I want you to remember that if you're going to walk in the light, you're going to have to walk with Jesus. Amen? Amen. Bow with me now, Father. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.